today's episode, I welcome in Dale Walls, who is the founder of Lion's Guide. At the age of 17, Dale was lost in life without purpose or direction, an only child of a broken home and living in his grandmother's attic. While being stitched up following a bloody street fight, he agreed to attend a week-long boot camp hosted by the American Legion, run by the U.S. Marines. This set him on a lifelong path in leadership and high performance. Following an honorable enlistment, now veteran Marine Sergeant Walls returned to his small town where he founded an IT service company, Corsica Technologies, that grew to be one of the best in class in the United States. After nearly two decades of growing Corsica to eight-figure revenues and making multiple acquisitions, he sold the company and founded Lion's Guide. Now he spends his day fulfilling his passion to help others learn high performance and leadership skills to apply in their lives so they might achieve their own personal and professional goals. So I hope you all enjoy this wide-ranging conversation I have with Dale. And without further ado, please welcome in Dale Walls. Dale, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, Brian. I'm glad to have you, man. Nice to chat with you. And I, I know our mutual friend, uh, Craig, had introduced us. So I was excited when I looked kind of a little bit what the internet told me about your journey and your background and uh, excited to have you on here and share some of your getting started moments. Uh, so thank you. Definitely. definitely. Uh, I thought we'd start, you know, this is something that comes up a lot. There, there's a few different points I want to, uh, or layers I want to pull back in our conversation, but you know, this has come up a lot more recently too, in, in terms of identity, in terms of, you know, where we were, whether it was last year, five years ago, 20 years ago, doesn't matter, is we all go through these identity shifts in life. I know I went through this when I was a PJ professional, golf industry. If we talked 15 years ago, I was going to be one of the top golf instructors in the country. Like that was it. Now I'm not even, I mean, I'll play some golf. I'll help some friends, but like I'm not in the golf industry at all. So I know so many folks go through this identity crisis of like, that's who they were and now it's a shift. So I'm wondering maybe, especially because you've had some things happen throughout your life, if you can share how identity has changed for you and maybe how you've kind of thought about it mentally in terms of getting over that hurdle and, and doing something different. Yeah, no, I mean, identity shifts for me, man, there's so many like, I'd say like kind of major chapters for me, you know, most recent, you know, I spent, you know, 20 years building a business and sold it. And then it was like, boom, you're 40 years old. <laughs> you just spent two decades building a business. And now, now what? And so, you know, I really had to shift from going from a CEO of 200 people now back to really a whole fresh start, you know, which was a whole thing. Um, but fortunately, I had learned a lot over time, just kind of just evolving. So I guess I'm kind of used to this. I, I've had you know, folks I've talked to where we talk about this need to kind of be a bit of a chameleon, right? You got to you got to be able to, to change with the environment or the goals and objectives, right? You, you can't just kind of play the same tune and think it's going to work for you to get to get you where you're going. Um, I mean, so it's 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 I've got a number of chapters that and I would say that goes all the way back to, you know, when I was a kid. And, you know, I was just, you know, fatherless home growing up in my grandmother's attic at one point you know my mom and i had to share a bedroom and a bed you know just because we were just kind of out on our own or whatever and um and i was all the things that you would expect from that right you know troubled teen not listening to anyone you know just all bark no bite just trouble and so nothing nothing crazy criminal trouble but certainly directionless not going where i need to go and you know long story short 
you know, one day I came home from a street fight, you know, and just was a bloody mess. I got busted up and I had to end up in the hospital getting stitched up. And, and I remember like my mom was like, kind of sitting in a corner after I'd just gotten a, a Novocaine needle on my bottom lip, which, you know, sucks in itself. But, you know, my mom, uh, the nurse or whatever leaves, and I kind of look over, I see my mom. She's a bit upset, kind of like teary eyed a little bit. And, and, um, and before this had transacted, you know, we had gotten a letter in the mail because that was my uh, junior year from uh, Boy State, you know, and Boy State's kind of run by the American Legion. It's, um, you know, operates, got Marines in it that kind of, you know, run a boot camp style thing. And, um, you know, so, so nurse walks out and I kind of see my mom upset and she's like, will you go to this boy state? <laughs> and I was like, in any other time place you'd ask me that? I'm like, hell no, I'm not, I'm not going on it. I'm not going on that crap. But I kind of started to see in that moment, as far as identity shift, kind of like who I was acting out as, you know, and, and kind of di being directionless and careless and, you know, screw the world type of stuff, you know, cause I'm a, I'm a nineties. I come from the attitude era of the nineties. Right. You know, so very much that. And so I kind of saw finally, you know, the hurt, that that was causing others that really needed me to kind of make start making a change. So so I said yes. I went to that, and you know I spent a week there. You know we're in a really in a structured environment run by Marines that were kind of treating it like a boot camp style thing. And um and really you know one evening I'm sitting in a stairwell you know with a with a young corporal that was uh, running our platoon. He's kind of asked me the questions like, hey, what do you what do you want to do with yourself? You know, you're 17 what are you going to do? And, um, I, I really didn't know. I had no clue. And he, he long story short, kind of talked me into looking at the Marine Corps and, and that kind of just showed me a light, you know, because I come from Mayberry, man, 2000 people, small town, everybody knows everyone. Um, you know, eventually everyone kind of takes up some, you know, blue collar job, you know, and makes their way by. And I'm like, man, I don't want that, you know? Yeah. I, I want something different. And, and that's what that guy kind of instilled in me that day. And man, just, I came back. I I depped in immediately. I signed up for Marine Corps before I even started my senior year, and it just changed me, you know. And 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 they talk a lot about that. I mean, the Marine Corps commercials talk about like the transformation, but it's very real. Um, and it really just gave me a, a structure to live by, you know, a set of standards, you know, rules, you know, rule set. How I mean, literally, I spent four years telling, being told where you're going to live, what you're going to eat, you know, where you're coming and going, and. And I needed that. And, you know, that was that was transformation number one. And it was a, it was a lot about learning how to lead yourself. And and that's that's the point where I really started to kind of take charge of, of where I wanted to go in life. Mm. Do you ever look back on because I'm assuming, yeah, you said no to your mom a million times on other things she asked you. And, and you know, in terms of authority, probably in general, do you yeah. look back and like why you said yes to that? Like, what was was it just a you were a vulnerable, vulnerable moment because you're in you know, the hospital there. You had stitches. You kind of felt maybe like you were defeated or I'm just kind of curious. What It wasn't it, that. It was it was really just, again, seeing the hurt I was causing those around me. I mean, that whole day was freaking chaos. It was stupid. Number one, the, the picking the fight that I got into. You know, I come home. I remember I walk, I knock on my grandmother had the door locked. And I opened the door. Or she opens the door for me and I'm, I'm covered in blood. You know, my, my lip didn't split. And so I was, you know, you, you bleed out pretty hard from the head area anyway. So I'm covered in blood. I see the panic on her face. I'm in the hospital, I'm getting stitched up. So I see, I see my mom, she's kind of at a loss, you know, what, what the frick am I going to do with this kid? Um, so it wasn't necessarily like I was defeated. It was truly just seeing, you know, probably for the first time on, you know, the selfishness of, of 
kind of the way I was being, right? You know, and and hey, this is bigger than me. You know, the the, the things I'm doing aren't just hurting me, and I because I don't give a crap about me, so to speak, at the time. Um, you know, and and then kind of seeing how it was, you know, affecting others, making life harder for others. I mean, in in you know, look at forty some years old today, looking back on it and saying, yeah, man, we all are dealing with stuff, you know, and, and when, when people are making more problems for you than when they need to be, especially as a parent now, you know, just, you know, you're trying to solve problems constantly. So it was really just, again, probably the point of, you know, introspection where I saw that it, it was bigger than me. The things I was doing was hurting more than me and I needed to yeah, change directions. When you when we talk about identity, like, and if I recall fact checking this, you went back to your town after you left the Marines. Is that right? I did. Yep. What did you now having that perspective, you know, a few years later, like how was it like a, wow, I didn't realize how bad this was or some of the things I was running with. Like, did you have that perspective on it now that a few years after or? Yeah, well, this is the thing like, and this is probably the, the lesson I give mostly kids and teenagers I work with around here is like, man, get out of here, right? And and, and and the perspective was I got to go see the world. I got to go meet different people, meet people that weren't from here, man, and 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 just see how the rest of the world works, right? So I came back, I felt, you know, really empowered, not necessarily better than the small town, but but more just a whole lot more perspective, right? Of how the rest of the world works, how you know, how we operate kind of slow here, but that doesn't mean I have to kind of operate slow. You know, we can, we can think bigger, we can think bigger than these borders. We can, you know, um, so, so yeah, it, I definitely came home, uh, intentionally to kind of be back around family. I'd been, been away for all four years and, you know, I, I married my high school sweetheart. So her family was here and I felt I owed it to her to kind of get her back close to home. So, so, but coming back home, what I didn't want to do was just kind of like fall back in, right. Fall back into kind of that small town thinking, you know, where am I going to get a job here doing whatever, you know, I really wanted to kind of do something different, bigger than that. Yeah. Well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. Cause what you start to realize is not only is the world a massive place, there are so many opportunities of different things that you could do. Because as you said, you came up the blue collar. It's like, oh, these are the four jobs I'm probably going to get if you never leave. Yeah. And you realize like, right. oh my God, I have so much opportunity out here, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what, you mentioned something. I, we're, let's kind of ping pong back and forth because you mentioned about the identity side on the, you sell your business and now you start a new business. By the way, did you have the idea for for Lions Guide prior to selling your business? Had you been working on that? You talk about being the chameleon. Had you been working on changing or was that after the fact? <laughs> it was by accident. Um, you know, I was working with a, a marketing uh, strategist. I wanted to sell t-shirts, right? You, you see like, you know, Nine Line and, you know, uh, my friend Jay has a company and his wife, Lacey, have a company, uh, Do Hard Things, where, where it's just like apparel. Like it was like, you know, just life brand apparel stuff. So I had all this you know, most motivational driven stuff, like, like things that you see behind you on your wall. Like, and I had a long list that I just want to make cool gear that people wanted to wear to kind of like represent their growth and whatever. So I'm working with a, a marketing strategist kind of wanting to build this t-shirt thing. And, and uh, he learned my story after a couple of weeks and, and, and working together on it. And, and he's kind of like, Dale, like, Hey, I had a question for him. Like, what's up, man? And he's like, do you, everything you've done, right? You've been a CEO, you built this company, you started with nothing. You kind of went down my list and said, do you think the best thing that you have to offer the world is making them t-shirts? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, dude, like people would pay you to kind of help them with their business or help them, you know, in, in mentorship or give classes or whatever. 
And at the moment, I just kind of was like, yeah, you know, thanks. Took it as a compliment and, you know, whatever went on my day. But, you know, really, I would say probably just slept on it and kind of woke up the next day realizing like, yeah, man, you know, especially building the business, right? You know, I, I built that business literally from zero to 200 people, um, it, you know, when I exited. And, you know, I'll tell you, my favorite part of every day getting up was the leadership aspect, right? At, when the company got to the size of 200 people, my job is as CEO is really now to lead the leadership team, right? To all the various, you know, C-suite, the VPs of this and that, and their different departments. My days were spent in one-on-one -on -one meetings with them or team meetings with them, helping them overcome problems and issues and, and kind of keep driving us forward to our vision. So when that whole kind of, you know, reflection came, you know, and kind of realized, I was like, yeah, you know, if I could spend every day still like working with other leaders or business owners um, in, in that capacity, right, helping them find their answers, you know, um, and, and overcome their challenges and, and keep moving forward, if I could do that every day, man, I would. I would love it because I did love it, you know, and that's what I love doing. And, and so right then on the spot, I kind of said, okay, cool. Like enough with the t-shirts. I've still made some, whatever. I still had this, this vision for the brand in my head. So I stuck with that. You can still buy a, a, you know, a lion t-shirt if you want it, but, um, but kind of shifted gears into helping people that are just that, right. I really empathize with the leadership role, right. I feel the world is starving for good leadership, you know, that we're starving for good leadership. And, you know, if I can help a business owner or executive leader just kind of meet the demands of that role, you know, it's it's hard, man. You know, being the one in charge is hard. Being a business owner um, is a really lonely place. And I, I, I mean, I've been there, you know, even when you've got partners, right? It, they're, they're your partners. They don't want to hear you crying, you know, about what you're struggling with and where you feel stuck and where you beat up and feel defeated. Um, and as a business owner as well, like, you also don't have anyone telling you what to do, right? You have, you've got to figure it out, right? As opposed to like those W-2 jobs or whatever, you've got a boss and, and someone's telling you, hey, go do this today. Hey, we're going in this direction, whatever. When you start a business, like that's all on you, right? You've got to figure that out. It's 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 yours. No one's going to give you the answers. No one's going to, you know, um, bail you out and all that, all those cliche things that you hear online today. And um, I really empathize with that, right? Because people start with this, idea, this dream, this this uh, drive to be their own boss or kind of get that personal freedom through building a business or whatever. Um, but man, when they kind of check into that role, it, it it gets hard, you know? And so I really empathize and and love kind of taking the things I've learned and the lessons and, and, and I don't try to say, hey, well, this is the way I did it or tell them anything. I just try to help them find their own answers. And my favorite part is when, you know, I'm I'm working with a client or business owner and they're like, Hey, give me a challenge. And I'll go, Hey, have you, have you thought about this? And they go, no, actually I haven't. And I don't know why I haven't thought of that. That's freaking awesome. And and it's just cause they're stuck, right? They, they're not, they don't always see the forest for the trees. So just kind of having, you know, someone that's a, you know, in a, an advisory role kind of hearing it, you know, from the outside in uh, you can, you can guide them better because it's, yeah. it's, it's elements that they can't see when they're just in it. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. They miss the edges on it. Cause you, you put the blinders on. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. What, uh, and you could share maybe your own story or if maybe, you know, some, uh, clients that you work with, but I know a lot of folks get stuck in that period of, Hey, I have this great idea. This is something I want to do, but then the execution of actually getting it launched where they get their first client or they, you know, whatever they're producing. 
that kind of that bridge, as I like to call it, is hard to cross. Have you found any maybe questions that get them off their from from A to B, if you will, anything to kind of push them in the right direction or any encouragement at least you'd give to folks that are stuck? Yeah, you know, look, I one of the big things there is, um, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, a lot of people get stuck about what's right, you know, what's the right move, you know, what if what if I screw this up? So there's a lot of fear and anxiety in all that. Um, you know, but I, what I tell people is, number one, you, you've got to start and this is like, you know, look, and I'll tell anybody listening, like there's a million, you know, personal development books and leadership books and all that stuff out there. They all generally say the same stuff. They just kind of say it in a different angle, right? And, and once and I often find myself kind of, I read this book freaking feels like 20 years ago now, but even I reflect back to Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people, right? And one of his, you know, habits was begin with the end in mind, right? Like, what's the destination, right? What what do you ultimately want this to turn into? What do you want? I mean, are you a are, are you a tradesman, but you want your own business and you just want to set your own schedule, but you still want to be that plumber every day or whatever it is, or that HVAC guy or whatever? Or is it, do you want to build a business where people are working for you? You, you want to have an idea of what you're working towards. Because um, if you don't have that, it, you really... When it when it gets hard, you you get stuck in. Is it worth it? You know, it wasn't just easier working for you know that other shop or whatever. I didn't have all this demand. But if you know kind of like what you want out of it, um, that's important. Um, I've also learned that um, what I call the um, you know the clarity formula. So I say you know if you're stuck right or you're lacking confidence, you really got to start with clarity right. The more more clarity you get right? The more confidence you get, the more confident you get, the more courageous action you'll take, right? Um, you know, so when I say courageous action too, you know, the other thing I, I find myself often talking to, to clients and other folks about is, you know, knowing know what courage is, right? Courage is, you know, um, you know, obviously, you're never going to be fearless, right? You're, you're always the, the anxiety people feel when they're stuck or, or they're afraid to get started, right? That's perfectly normal, right? But a lot of people stop there, right? Because they think, Oh, it's something wrong with me. I shouldn't feel this way. It's it should it should just be go time, and and that's that's kind of crap. The, the the reality is courage is, you know, acting despite that fear, right? Even though you've got that anxiety, that fear of failure, that fear of process, um, you know, fear of judgment, which is huge one, huge one, right? Um, you know, courage is moving towards that vision, right? despite that fear and anxiety, right? You're, you're going to have that fear and anxiety, but you've got to take courageous action and move towards it. But the way to get there towards that courageous action is clarity, right? Number one, right? What's, like I said, what's the vision, right? What's, what's the vision that you want to be? Um, truth. What's the truth of the matter? Where are you right now? In comparison to that, where are you right now? Where, what, what's the reality of your situation? Um, and so you can start figuring out the delta, you know, from here to there. And, and, and then finally, knowledge, right? What knowledge and skills do you need to have to get there, right? So vision, knowledge, truth, right? That, that's your clarity metric there. And when you start to get that clarity, right, and, and start to see like, hey, well, I need to know how to do this, right? Well, when you know how to do that, what, what happens? You start to get more confident. So, so the more you can invest in time getting clear on your next five moves or where you want to go, what do you need to know? Who's going to help you get there, right? What, what are the, what's the, what's the, the, the game plan, if you will, the more you spend time and I do it, like I even did it for our call today, right? I go, I get freaking pen, pencil and paper and mm -hmm. I sit down and go, okay, 
you know, where are we going? Where are we going on this conversation? You got to do that for everything. And the more you do that, the more confidence you'll have and the more confidence, boom, you're going to take that courageous action more often. And from there, the world is your oyster, man. Just mm. freaking get in there and get it. Yeah, I like that. There's two points I wanted to make with that. Um, I wanted to highlight, I guess. Well, one is like when you have that, at least this is how I think about it. You can tell me no. Maybe you have a different idea. But is when you have that idea in the future, let's just call it, right? Hey, this is what I want. As you mentioned, hey, I want to start this business or whatever. You at least have more focus of this is the direction, right? It's kind of like if you if you leave port, you know, for like an old uh, explorer, you leave port. If you don't have at least a direction, you're going to be way off course. It might not be exact right now because that's one of the other things is like it changes, right? That plan you're jotting down today, it might change in six months, but you're a lot closer to it because you've actually moved in a similar direction versus I know a lot, well, I know a lot of folks, I know me personally, like the distractions sometimes it's like, you know, it's like, whoa, squirrel, you know, like, oh, let me, oh, I really got to build out some social media stuff today because I see that's maybe something to grow this or, hey, I got to do more video here. If it's not going toward your your long term vision, like what's the point? So kind of weeding out the wasted effort that we think is doing, you know what I'm saying, and and then really focus on the actual big ticket items. What do you think about that? Yeah, and the way I challenge people with that is is something to put in your pocket. Anyone listening is, you know, those things, right? Those squirrels that you're chasing, right? You got to stop and ask yourself, what are you solving for, right? Mm-hmm. Making more video, doing more social media. You can chase every freaking squirrel all day, but you're going to drive yourself nuts and you're going to pick your head up six months. You're going to realize you haven't moved anywhere. And, you know, I I always I got this from running my team back at Corsica. You have to ask the question, what are we solving for? You know what? You know, this squirrel, you know, Mm -hmm. if we chase it, what are we solving for? Because if it's not adding up to where you want to go or really contributing, because, man, if you if you chase that every squirrel thing, you know, you're going to zigzag yourself to death, man. You're constantly reinventing yourself every day, every week, reinventing your strategy. And what you really want to get to is is a a system, right? You want to say, hey, I want to try this. Yep, that worked. Okay, could I have done it better? Yes, no. Okay, and then where does that fit in my weekly, monthly, quarterly system, so to speak? You really want to, you know, work towards systemizing as as much as you you can, right? So, but it's got to start with like, what am I solving for? Otherwise, if you don't stop and answer that question, you're going to find yourself, you know, like you said, chasing those squirrels all over the place. Well, then I think, you know, just kind of thinking here, like a good analogy. I mean, I think the fitness analogy is always, it always works. But like, if your goal is to run, let's, let's just go extreme. You're like, I'm going to go run ultra marathon. I'm going to go run with Goggins and we're going to, we're going to go out there and run these, you know, 200 at Moab or whatever. Great. But that doesn't mean you should be, you know, doing heavy squats in the gym every day. Yes, there's some importance there, but you actually need to get out and run. You need to get out and build your endurance. So like if you're doing the wrong activities, it doesn't help lead you to that final outcome. You have to do some of that other stuff. But if you're not, if you're doing the wrong activities, you could just be kind of spinning your wheels. I don't know. I'm just thinking about that on the fly. Um, so got learning experience on that. So I, I ran my first 100 mile run and I think this kind of fits, but you actually do need to work out your legs three times a week. So like everybody, everybody hates leg day, right? If you're going to run an ultra. You got to, you got to do leg day three, four times a week um, because the running's not enough. You actually need to build your, because you can't, you can't run, you know, 50 milers every oh, sure. week to, to prepare. Sure, right. Yeah. So how do you do that? You've got to strengthen your legs, right? You've yeah. got to really build that 
capability into them. So, um, and I guess that's it. And, and I'm kind of, and you, so you've got to learn from what you're doing. So two points, right? If that's your goal, I want to go run a hundred miler. Why? I mean, why? Like, yeah. is it just as, you know, why? Because, it, you know, what are you trying to solve for? For me, it was like, hey, I want to run this to kind of, a lot of things I do, I want to set the example for my kids, right? Like, like my, my dad did this. He, no one had ever done that. Like, even joining the Marine Corps, like no one in my family, like, you know, was, I didn't even know what the freaking Marine Corps was before I met the, you know, the Marines at Boy State, right? You know, but, but, you know, but, but a lot of things I do today, my why is I want to set an example for my kids, right? Because, Pre-Marine Corps, my mindset was, I'm not going to college. My parents didn't go to college. I'm not going to college. I don't care about college. Therefore, I don't care about school, and I don't care about you, teacher, F you. You know, I just right. that's the way I treated life. Not not to knock, you know, my my parents or anything like that, but but that that's the point, right? The 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 bar was set for me. So, you know, even when you're picking these goals out, you've got to really know that why, because that's going to sustain you. I'm going to run a hundred miler because I want my kids to go. Man, my dad ran a hundred mile race one time. I wonder if I could do that too, right? Or whatever. Um, but that that why is um real important. But but yeah, and you've got to learn from those things and reflect and adjust, right? You gotta go, hey, even so, you know, but I DNF'd, right? I didn't finish it. I got the I got 63 miles in because what you were talking about, that's what was my mindset was. All you gotta do is go run, man. Go go run, run, mm -hmm. run. And I had some friends who had run hundreds talk about the the leg training stuff. And I kind of gaffed it off. So I don't mm -hmm. have time for it. And my, my runs are good, you know, and I hit a course that's got five loops, five 20 mile loops. And each one has 4,000 feet of elevation gain. Um, so which means, you know, I was running 20,000 feet of elevation gain total across a wow. hundred. It freaking ate me up. Right. Cause my legs were not conditioned for that kind of, kind of right. beating. So, you know, it, when you, when you do these things, you've got to know that you're going to, you're going to have an idea of what it's going to take to do this, right? Your vision, and you're going to start stepping and you're going to start, you know, getting hit, right? You're going to get hit and it's going to be like, okay, it, it it's a scientific formula, right? You're, you're thinking hypothesis. Mm -hmm. I want to get here and I, there, here's my hypothesis of how I'm going to get there, but you got to come back and go, okay, this is. This, this isn't working or this is what I've learned going in this direction. Um, Cause it, like you said, you're directionally accurate. You started moving, but you realize, you know, once you took five steps into it, you've got those learnings from those five steps that you can start to adjust. And that's really important. Like, you know, just like making the time to sit down and get clear on your vision and your strategy that you want to try and all that stuff, you do need to take that same time just as equally to go, okay, this is what I've been doing what has it been yielding me? Because it's real easy, you know, to your point about the social media stuff, like go, I got to start making videos mm -hmm. and you get your head down, you start spending, you know, 20 hours a week doing videos and all that stuff, but you're not picking your head up to go, okay, well, what is this effort getting me, right? right? Is, it, is it getting conversions? Is it getting people following my podcast better? Is it, you know, is it, you know, is it moving to me towards where I want to go? Um, the, like you said, the easiest thing is fitness, right? Because it's just, you could start going to gym five days a week, say, Hey, I want to lose five pounds in the next month. Right. And you start going to gym, going to gym at the end of the month, you check your weight. You haven't lost any weight, Well, what's going on? Well, it, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't the gym. Maybe it's the fact that you eat McDonald's every night and that's, right. that's your three a day. Right. right. But you've got to reflect and, and kind of know what you're trying to accomplish. And you've got to reflect and adjust on that, you know, because just kind of trying to run through that same wall and it's not working. You got to make adjustments. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I really like where this conversation is going because to your point there is 
if the gym, like, oh, I'm, I, I went to the gym this month. Okay, but why did you go? Like, again, is it about, is it because you want to lose 10 pounds? Did you just want to feel better? Did you want to build a better hat? Like, who knows? Like, I don't know. Who knows what it is? The doctor told you you probably should go to the gym. Like, you know, who, who, what was the reason you're going? Because that could change. Because if it's not about losing weight, then who cares about the scale, right? But if it's, hey, I want to be a person that's healthier, okay, gym's part of that and, and what have you. Um, so I think that's really important is to keep circling back on where are we at and then how do we keep, you know, kind of going forward and, and, and almost yeah, and almost tightening up that direction. Right. That, that, yeah. And that getting, getting like, yeah, you're right. Like getting smarter about it as you go. Right. Cause you're going to start like, just think like flashlight versus laser, right? Like you're going to start and you're going to shine a flashlight. That's going to be a wide, wide, you know, beam, if you will, in a direction. But as you progress forward, you want that, that beam to kind of like slowly get tighter. Right. So, you know, more accurately to your point. Um, Cause even, you know, and I, I often caution people to avoid ambiguity, right. To like, you know, those of you out there like thinking about going to gym or whatever, whatever it might be, right? Like, but again, picking on that um, scenario, I want to be healthier. What does that mean? Right? You know, because a lot of people say that well, I'm going to go to the gym to get healthier. What does that mean? Does that mean less weight? Does that does that mean, you know, better, you know, um, you know, resting heartbeat? Does it mean better, you know, blood pressure? What does that mean? Because if you don't have something to kind of play as your scorecard, again, you're going to get into that you know, second week of going to the gym every day and you're going to be tired. And you're like, man, I don't feel like, why am I doing this? I don't, you know, to get healthier, what does that mean? So it's again, that, that clarity always becomes like a big core root of anything you're trying to do, whether it's starting a business, transitioning your life, get that education, get, get, you know, get healthier, whatever that may mean. Yeah. Um, you've got to get that clarity and, and you've got to be specific or else it's going to, it's going to fall flat at some point, you know, yeah. you're just going to run out of the juice of the, the motivation, if you will. Right. Yeah. You need that scorecard. It's like, you know, yeah. Would you watch a, a baseball? I don't know what your sport is, but you know, would you watch the baseball game or basketball game? If you, if there wasn't a scoreboard, right. I mean, what would you be watching? You wouldn't know what's going on. You wouldn't, you wouldn't care. And eventually you're going to get bored and you're going to go home, right? Because you, you don't see red teams beating blue or whatever, right? So that, that scorecard really matters to keep you focused and keep you going and motivated. So you can see the progress. Yeah. Well, and even with that, you know, cause I'm thinking like, how do you change habits? How do you actually be, how do, how do you start doing those things, right? That direction. Part of it is you have to change who you've been before, because if you've never started a business, well, that's going to ultimately change what maybe what time you wake up in the morning, what you do the first thing. Maybe it means how you actually interact or network with people. Maybe it means, hey, you know, you're used to going to the gym for two and a half hours and just kind of, you know, taking your time. Well, you got to be tighter window because you don't have as much. Who knows, right? But I think part of that, and I don't know, maybe if you're seeing this a lot with the, the clients, business owners you work with around having to actually shift that identity we talked about all the way at the beginning. Part of that identity is like, how do I actually structure my day, my habits? How, how often do you see that as a roadblock to them? All the time. I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, like the easy thing for me, because I don't do quote unquote, you know, what they call business coaching, where I get into people and all that stuff. Because a lot of people want that, right? They want someone to go tell me what to do. Um, you know, but I, I took a first client, someone asked me like to do just that. And, and I was into it three weeks and, and finally just was pretty candid with a guy. Um, I said, Hey, you know, to be honest with you, your business, is not the problem. You're the problem, like how you're carrying out your days, right? Your mindset, like kind of how you're systemized, how you're, how you're scheduling and, and kind of being proactive, um, how you're carrying yourself 
is really what's holding this business back. It's got nothing to do with that, right? It's got everything to do with you. And it's really got to start there. You know, you've really got to start making those changes and don't, it doesn't need to be all or nothing, right? Just start with one thing. Like what's the one thing that you know you're doing right now that's not helping you go where you want to go, right? Just start with that thing. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's sugar, maybe it's, you know, the Netflix, the, the social media or whatever stuff that's distracting you, um, you know, and trade those habits in for good habits, right? You know, man, I scroll. So we'll, we'll start logging, right? Start getting tangible, right? How, how long, keep a little just piece of paper next to your desk and mark for every five minutes or every stop that you freaking grab your phone and start scrolling. And at the end of the day, what did that add up to? Oh, it added up to two hours, which why, by the way, it will, you know, you know, if you're not paying attention to how often you're looking at your stupid phone scrolling, yeah, probably two hours a day, right? It, that you lose time total. But, you know, okay, great. I'm here. Start rolling it back. I'm, I'm going to limit that to one hour. And I'm going to take that other hour. I'm going to block off time and I'm going to start working on my business plan or I'm going to start working on my game plan or whatever, my vision. I don't know. Um, but you got to start identifying these things that are holding you back. You know, that do not contribute to where you're trying to go and start seeing how you replace them, right? You've got to replace bad habits with good habits, right? Something's got, something's got to fill the void, right? It can't just be cut it out. Otherwise, a bad habit's going to take its place. So, um, that's one way to start, start thinking about it. Well, and, and it's kind of, I think also too, it may be, I, I imagine this conversation comes up a lot is again, going back to, if you've never started a business, there's a lot of tasks you're going to have to do that. Unfortunately, you may or may not like that are supposed to be a part of being a business owner, right? They're different than if you're just kind of a W2 employee. And it's like, I remember having this, this goes back in college. I remember talking, I worked for the, uh, the, the vice president of the college, and he was a, an attorney by trade or like used to be or whatever. And I remember asking, I was like, yeah, I always wanted to be an attorney and whatever. And he said, Brian, 99% of it is outside the courtroom. So if you're thinking of going to be an attorney, he's like, you might you might love the interaction in the court with the judge. Today. That's 1% of it. And that was one of the things that I was like, oof, yeah, that's okay. I didn't really think about that. But he's like, it's all paperwork, whatever. And you start remembering like, oh, yeah, that's it's not just the glamour. You know, I used to watch Matlock as a kid with, with my grandfather. Like, like, it's not just the courtroom case. So I guess we can maybe tie that to business ownership. Like, it's not just the fun activity. Like, for you, right? Yeah, it's nice working with clients, but you also have other stuff you have to do. And I think part of it is realizing I have to schedule that out or it's never going to get done. And now you start falling back into old habits, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a few ways to handle that too, right? Like number one, I'm a big bit of a book pharmacist of sorts. So if you, anyone out there is listening and trying to debate as far as, or are struggling with that, there's a great book by a uh, author named Michael Gerber called the E-Myth, which is the entrepreneurial myth, which talks about just that, right? That, you know, when you decide to start a business, um, you know, to be a, a, a tradesman or whatever, I believe the example they used in a book is become a, a open a bakery. Um, if you, because you're a great, you know, you can great, make great cakes, right? You got the mm -hmm. special family recipe. So you want to open a bakery and sell that cake. That's all great, but you're probably going to spend more of your time building a business than you are baking cakes. That's the difference. If you want to bake cakes, go work for a bakery. If you want to start a bakery, you got to know that you are going to be a, be a business owner, which means the primary job of yours is not baker, it's business owner. And even if you're going to delegate that administrative stuff out, that doesn't negate your responsibility to be accountable for those things, right? If it's your business and and you hate the paperwork, but you love being a lawyer, great, you're going to get a paralegal that's going to do all that stuff. 
But at the end of the day, you're responsible for that paralegal, right? You just can't ignore it. Um, I saw this a lot too, even running my um, IT company, we would have uh, doctor offices that were businesses, right? It'd be a doctor, he, had their, he or she had their own private practice. And it was one that I saw the detriment of that mindset of, of saying, well, I'm a doctor, I'm just here to do doctor stuff, even though it's my practice and whatever, uh, more times than I, I, I'm, I'm happy to admit that we were getting calls to help with cases where the office manager had ripped that doctor off by hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of a few years. Why? Because that doctor was like, I just want to be a doctor. Oh, the check, the money's rolling in. They just focused on being a doctor. But the truth of the matter was they were a practice owner and they needed to own that accordingly or otherwise they're going to get taken advantage of or, or something's going to fail, right? Like they're still a primary business owner. Even if they're still doing uh, the, the duties of a doctor, they have to take responsibility at that higher level. So um, it's important to understand that, you know, that if you want to start a business that you got to know, you've got, like you said, start learning the things that you need to know to, to be a business owner. And I like what you said earlier about kind of the incremental, kind of just the small little stuff you can do. Because I think it relates to a lot of folks that are you know, transitioning from working a full-time job to wanting to start a business. The question I always ask folks is, what are you doing to invest time prior to leaving that business? Because if you have a hard time putting a couple hours a week at it, how are you going to do it for 30, 40, 50, 60 hours, you know? And, and what are you going to do in that time, right? What is that time for? So do you work with, I don't know if you work with folks or not that are in that transition period from, they want to leave, they want to build something on the side, but yet they don't know how to structure their day. They're just kind of all helter-skelter. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it, it again, it, and that's that's a thing, right? Like you don't need to quit your job and start your business often. Um, even with Corsica, you know, I started that by contracting myself in to a, a, a government contract and using the revenue from that to kind of fund the business. So I was still working full-time, funding the business, after work, spending a couple hours working on the business, right, and, and working with the employees and scheduling and, and so on, until which point where, you know, that was really monetarily going well. Um, and I, th I think the tipping point for me was when I was like, okay, well, if the business is doing this good, and I'm only giving it part of my time, how good will it do if I give it all of my time, right? And that that was so, so you do start small, you don't need to quit your job. Um, necessarily to go run out the door and start a, start a business tomorrow. Um, you, you can start working it on the side and it's going to take that, man. You know, it, it, it's, it's not good. It's not easy. You know, it's going to take the work. You're going to have to do the work. And that's going to mean if you're willing to do it and willing to endure that, endure that pain uh, to get to that success, you're going to have to, you know, work double what you're working right now, right? You're going to work your full-time job yeah. and you're going to come home or you're going to get up early or whatever. And you're going to work on that business and get it going till which point that it needs more of you than maybe your existing employment does. Yeah. But I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier is like, if you can try to remove those distractions, if you can start scheduling your time better and you start getting really specific on what those goals are, you just slowly chip away at it. And eventually it makes you better when you are doing it full-time. Versus just I'm gonna quit tomorrow and then what? You don't you don't have anything set up, right? And, the, and what? Yeah, exactly right. So it does, right? Yeah, that's where you kind of comes in that planning. Um, I probably one of the and I've got some of the stuff recorded in it for my clients, but you know, teaching them how to like plan their days to your point, right? Like, you know, I, one of the biggest uh, 
you know, impactful, but little simple things that you can do that a lot of my clients kind of just, just love is that you're just getting a habit of closing your day down, right? Like, and what do I mean? Like do a good day close where you sit down and lay out what is tomorrow going to look like from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, you know, not just your work day, but what is your whole day going to look like and, and block off that time and make sure that you're including those things that you're trying to move your, that are going to move you towards where you want to go. Um, and then at the end of the day, you kind of look back and go, okay, how did the day go? Did it go the way I wanted it to? Yes, here it did. There it didn't. Why? Why didn't it go the way I wanted it to go here? And now with that new knowledge in mind, plan your day tomorrow, right? And and you'll get so much more accomplished just by having a game plan, like having that intentionality of what you want to get done. Um, and then do the same thing with your week, right? Close your week down. How did this week go? Did I get done the big objectives that I wanted to get done? Yes, no, why not? And then lay out your next week. Not necessarily the, the you know, the little info of every single day just yet. You, you can do that daily in a short amount of time. Um, but next week, what, what are the big th three things I want to get done next week? Great. When am I going to do that? Start blocking off those bigger blocks of time now, right? You could say, hey, well, next week I want to get, you know, my business plan done. You know, I want to get this part of my business plan done is probably a better way to put it. Well, look at your schedule. Okay, next Wednesday morning, I've got a four-hour opening. Block that time off now, right? That's done. Now you've got, say, next week, one of my objectives is going to be, I'm going to get that aspect of my business plan done. Um, then just work your week. So just plan your day ahead of time, plan your weeks a little bit ahead of time with a little bit, you know, step back for you, right? Bigger picture. What are some of the objectives you want to get done? And 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 use that week to week and day to day to start building that system, right? You, why I keep saying like, what what didn't work, right? Why didn't it go as planned? Those learnings are helping you systemize what a good day looks like for you, what a good week looks like for you, right? Uh, and then you kind of level up to the month, right? And go, hey, this month coming, you know, what do I want to see happen, right? What are major events that are coming up? Where do, you know, a month from now, what do I want to see happen, right? So you're stepping back a little bit further and setting some key objectives for your month, maybe starting a game plan a little bit, because as much as we'd like to think like everything's done a snap of the fingers, it's not right to your point, like earlier about, I want to make videos for my podcast. That's not just a one and done thing. Like you've got to get a game plan together. You got to figure out what videos. So when you kind of take that month approach and you say, Hey, by the end of June, I want to have a good system for getting, you know, three videos out a week into my social channels. Right now you're kind of walking into the, that month and kind of looking at those four weeks going, all right, here's my, four weekly objectives, right? And, and I, I know we're kind of getting into the weeds a little bit, but that that's what it takes, right? You're going to have to stop and pick your head up and kind of start looking ahead, looking ahead tomorrow, looking ahead next week, looking ahead at the next month. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point there. I like all that. Um, what would you say maybe as we kind of end our conversation, anything that you're thinking about it, you know, you have the the microphone to the business owners or future business owners, anything that's been on your mind of maybe things they should consider, maybe an ask of them, a challenge, anything like that you would share? Um, I think we really just went through it. I, I would say that would be my number one most impactful challenge to them, right? Start being intentional with your time, you know, start with just your day. Um, and, and when you sit down and you try to plan that next day and you just start there, um, you, you may see to your, something you said earlier, you may see that there's not enough time in your current day, right? Getting up at seven o'clock and seeing how fast you can get out the door by eight 
isn't moving you closer to starting that business. You got to start getting up at six and spend that first hour of your day working on your goals or whatever that case might be, right? Um, so the minute you start kind of being intentional about your time and laying out that that game plan for you and start taking charge, right? Um, I would say the biggest thing, you know, it, it, another thing I talk to people about is like people are afraid of discipline. They're like, they, it's like a scary word. Like, you know, oh no, discipline, that means I, it's going to suck. Look, discipline is just self-leadership, right? Like, what is it? You know, we'll use that that gym analogy again, right? Like, if you want to get healthier, meaning you want to lose that 10 pounds, you know, well, what does a leader do when they want to start a business, um, right? They set that vision. They start getting their systems together. They start getting that that clarity of the objectives, right? They start getting their knowledge of what it's going to take to achieve that objectives, right? That's that's what a leader does, right? And they they lead a team and they start organizing and and um, holding holding people accountable and so on. That's all what that's all self discipline is, right? It, except for it's not a team; it's you. You still need the vision. You still right. need the system. You still need the objectives. You still need the accountabilities, right? All those things still apply. Um, so when it comes to something as simple as just leading yourself through tomorrow, and that starts today, um, things will start to change. I, I promise you that, right? If you start to lay out that path for yourself, start holding yourself accountable, start leading yourself things will start changing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that challenge too. It's like today, don't worry about the next 90 days or next year or whatever. Start today. What's, what's tomorrow look like plan at the end of the day for tomorrow. If you can check that box, well then maybe tomorrow you can plan for the next day. And then, and then you can go to a week and then a month, right? You got to build on it. If you've never yeah. done it before, you can't just expect to go again. You can't expect to run the hundred miler race, you know, tomorrow you got to build up to it. You got to put that plan. In Absolutely. There. So yeah. 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 Yeah, this has been awesome, man. Where uh, where can folks say hello to you if they wanted to uh, check you out online? Uh, mostly you can find me on LinkedIn. You can search me, Dale Walls, or go out to Lions Guide on LinkedIn, or you can find me on lionsguide.com if you want to see anything we're doing or download. Uh, even that, I've got a whole Lions Guide to Self-Discipline, which mm -hmm. kind of digs into you know the self-leadership aspect of that. So you can dig into that a little bit and kind of, kind of again, just directionally accurate, see you know where leadership habits really translate into what self-discipline really is. Awesome. Well, Dale, thank you so much, man. This is a fun conversation. I appreciate you being on. Yeah, I appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. Hey, everyone. And just one more quick thing before you head off on your day. If you're enjoying this podcast and are looking for other resources and tools to help you get started and move forward toward a happier and more fulfilling life, then I'd encourage you to head over to my website, brianondraco.com, and hit the subscribe button in the upper right corner. There you can find my newsletter and blog subscriptions, where I share insights and information around getting unstuck, perspective, mindset, relationships, habits, and much more. If you get a chance to sign up, I hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening in, and have a phenomenal day.